Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, host of the Love You Even More podcast. I'm an author, performer, producer, and Emmy Award winner. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can love yourself even more. Follow us for daily updates at Love You Even More podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. For more on myself and the podcast, including ways that you can love yourself even more, go to loveyouevenmore.com. Welcome, Irina, to the Love You Even More podcast. Irina is a dating coach, and she's going to talk about the confusion that we are all feeling when we're trying to get into the dating world, whether you're a guy or a girl, a woman or a man, or you don't identify, but you're wanting to date. It is confusing out there, and she is going to help make it a little bit more understandable for all of us in getting into a relationship long-term that we actually want to be in instead of just telling another horrible dating story. So Irina, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit so that everyone can get to know you and what you do. Thank you so much, Jackie, for having me uh, on your podcast. So I'm Irina Olakova. I am originally from Ukraine and I am a super passionate dating coach and I pride myself in having gone through many personal relationship challenges myself, however, turning them into amazing learning experiences and then getting plenty of wisdom and education to actually be able to provide the tools to deconstruct that confusion that you mentioned earlier. And I am extremely passionate in helping people connect and find love because I think there's too many people that are lonely and many suffer quietly, uh, possibly even not wanting to admit they're suffering quietly. So this is where I come in with all my passion, all my enthusiasm about it to get people out of the comfort zone, get them dating skills and out into the love quest. Absolutely. There's a lot of that happening right now. And when we were just talking earlier, you know, so much of getting into the dating world has to do with the work that we are doing on ourselves first, because otherwise you're just flailing yourself out there, all kinds of wounded and broken. And you're just like, somebody love me for me, which we want someone to love us for us. But if we don't do the work on ourselves, we're not going to attract the right partner. So let's talk a little bit about how people can actually get themselves in a good spot to actually begin to start dating. And let's this, focus on men first. <laughs> this is really, really crucial aspect. And I am really grateful that you are actually bringing this up uh, as far as the self-improvement and work on ourselves. Because yes, we will attract the same or similar partner um, repeating the same pattern that we have had before. So if we do the same thing, we stay relatively the same, but we expect different results. I think we kind of know what the definition of that uh, <laughs> is. So um, working on yourself and being yourself is kind of two sides of the same concept. And this is what I often uh, hear or read on social media is when people say, oh, just uh, be yourself and, you know, expect that somebody will come to you. But what if being yourself as you are right now can use a little bit improvement, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
nothing in nature that stays static. Nothing. We have seasons, we have days and nights, right? We have moon, we have tides in the ocean. Um, so it's just the way the universe functions, so do we as humans. And sticking to these statement that, oh, I'm just going to be myself, probably will not bring sustainable results. Yes, there is a possibility you will meet somebody and you may click, but once those butterflies fade away, when the work is actually needed and the effort has to put in, what do you do then? And then people that do not make any improvements on themselves, do not reflect, do not understand why things happened in the past, they take the same coping mechanism, the same survival mechanism, the same patterns, and they apply them in a new connection. Mm-hmm. And the result is either miserable, staying in a relationship out of fear to leave, or uh, will leave and heartbroken again and blaming somebody instead of turning it around to yourself and see, okay, where can we change? Where can I change myself to attract a different outcome? Right. There is so much blaming happening on both sides. People are just like, he's a narcissist or she's a bitch. You know, I mean, they're really just like, oh, it can't be me. It has to be them. And there's so much of that happening. But like you said, if it keeps happening and you keep kind of running into the same issues, A, you might be choosing poorly, but why are you choosing poorly? And it always comes back down to us. So with your male clients, what are they struggling with the most on their own self? Well, I was going to say self-worth, but self-work that they need to do. What are some crucial things that men can focus on on themselves just before they start dating? So when I typically, when I start working with men or women, I, I work um, in majority times, I do actually work with men. Um, and I always, before I actually sign a client, uh, sign the agreement with a client, I always presented, uh, the way I coach and the way I coach is I have three important steps. The first step is identifying what it is that is the problem at the moment, what they think is the problem. Mm-hmm. And then I look from kind of outside in at the patterns. We identify the patterns of the past connections and why it's not happening. You find in love, forming that love and connection. And once we identify the challenges, then we move on to the second level, which is uh, examining the mindset and the belief system. And this is probably the most crucial element of it because belief system is something that we very, very rarely even get the concept of re-evaluating. Like we are, when we have an iPhone or some kind of phone, right? Or some kind of gadget and there is a pop-up that, oh, update your software. What do we do? We update the software for the efficiency of it because we don't want any glitches, right? We don't want those glitches. However, when it comes to being like in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, and if you are using the same belief systems that you had brought from your childhood and you have never re-evaluated it, you have never really sit down, okay, I believe this. Why do I believe this? Is it still, does it still benefit me as a person, as an individual and me in relationship in love in a society as a whole or it does not? We don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. So we just keep employing the same beliefs. And typically, uh, very often, these beliefs are either self-limiting or there is a tendency to blame because it's a little bit easier to point your finger at somebody else instead of doing the internal work because it's much harder. It also requires you admitting that you need to change something within yourself, right? Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that's the second important level, the reworking the mindset, making sure that you approach this quest for love, finding love, forming a loving connection relationship with the mindset of abundance, with the mindset that you as an individual responsible for whatever it is you bring to the table, that you need to have standards, you need to have preferences, and you need to communicate them properly. And only after that, only after the mindset is re-examined, re-evaluated, and reworked to the state where it's positive, and then we go into the skills. So that's when, after that, I give men skills and techniques, and it goes anywhere between how to create your online dating profile, make sure you stand out of the crowd, how to text, how to compliment a woman, how to read the body language, how to resolve a conflict, how we women function. Since I have the secret insights, I can share that with men, uh, a little bit about psychology of a woman. And with all those skills, this whole package, then they're ready to go in and uh, hopefully find love. And so far, I've gotten plenty of positive feedback, so I'm super happy. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, I have a question because I have encountered this with certain men that I have dated throughout the years where they have lines that they use or they wear certain colognes or they dress a certain way. And then one day that all just kind of falls off the face of the earth and suddenly they are their true selves. How are you approaching this with men so that they can still be themselves, but the best versions of themselves because there's so many, there's just a lot of bad information out there teaching men, especially like how to get a woman. And I know, you know what I'm talking about, just terrible books by written by men for men to like, basically like manipulate. How is yours different and more authentic? Well, first of all, I will never take on a client to help if they are not looking for love and committed relationship. So I'm, I'm not providing uh, tricks. I'm not teaching pickup lines. What I'm teaching is first the importance of self-evolution, uh, self-development ongoing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly is the um, fact that acquiring skill is admirable. Confidence and competence comes from uh, building this skill. So when you go into a dating world equipped with skills, you automatically become, you feel more competent, you feel more confident, you project a different energy because we women are attracted to confidence. This is our number one aphrodisiac, not the six, three sixes or whatever it is that's on social media going on with the six pack and the six feet. <laughs> so, uh, all that nice and dandy, but at the end of the day, we we women, we are attracted to confidence where we feel we can trust a man, where we can just kind of melt into man's arms and feel this awesome sensation of, oh, I can just relax. Isn't it awesome, right? right. So this is what I teach them. And when somebody comes to me and they just want quick pickup lines and quick techniques, I I, I don't do that because this is not long-term. This is not sustainable. And it's it's just my own personal choice. And I I take a very high pride in the fact that I will turn away if somebody just wants a quick hookup. And I don't even call it as an approaching women to just uh, to hook up or to get. I don't even use the word to get a woman. Because 
it's not really, um, you know, we, we're humans. We, we can go get some groceries. <laughs> we can go <laughs> yes, get can. ice cream, right? But <laughs> right. not a human being, uh, let's say like uh, opposite gender or whatever gender you're attracted to. So the difference in what I do is, first of all, I feel extremely... Um, extremely emotional when I help men and I have I can share the reason behind it but I feel like I can empower them with almost uh the tools and um the skills that they may not get anywhere else so I approach it not from the place oh you are somehow inadequate let me teach you to be better Uh, from the place you are good enough as you are now however if you embrace the possibility of improving you just set yourself uh, on a different path and you open so many more doors of opportunities when it comes to love and connections with women. Absolutely. I mean, that's the key right there. And that takes some humility on the the man's part too, to be open to be like, okay, I guess I do need some help. So when it comes to women and trying to get ready to go back in the dating world, a lot of women have been hurt. A lot of women are like, I don't want to do this. And a lot of women are like, I've been hurt, but I still want to find someone. So where and how do you work with them? Um, what are some of the the techniques that you use that um, someone listening today could actually try? Well, first of all, uh, one of the most important steps in here is accepting your current relationship status, whatever that is. So if you happen to be single and with the broken heart, this is where, again, our self-improvement and and, uh, self-work comes in, right? Uh, Is that be okay with who you are. Um, once again, coming back to the concept that nothing is really static and we evolve and we change literally momentarily well, from one moment to another. So accepting that, okay, I'm single, I might be feeling lonely, I am heartbroken, but this is not, it, it's not going to last. So you allow that to kind of pass through it. And if I'm coaching somebody, we'll work through that because I do life coaching as well. So this aspect is more of a self-improvement, self-work. Uh, the person has to heal. The person has to go in with the right mindset, whether a woman or a man. Because what will happen if there is no healing that had taken place, um, it's going to end up being a relationship band-aid or a trauma bond, as I call it, right? Instead of actually getting in a relationship to thrive, we get into a relationship with the broken heart, hoping somebody will just mm-hmm. fill this void for us, fulfill yes. this gap, please, like you said, please love me, please, you know, make me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does not come from somebody else because it's extremely risky matter to give somebody else uh, such a huge power to validate you when it should be going the other way around. And there's uh, plenty of techniques to work on setting the boundaries, dealing with self-worth. And many people have, um, I think most of us have insecurities, not even many. We all have certain challenges that we need to address emotionally to a certain mm-hmm. extent. So addressing those, uh, firstly, most importantly, and then from that point on, moving on to the possibility of Invite another person into your space, your emotional, your mental, and your physical space. But you have to create a welcoming space. Right. Trying to grab somebody, pull it in, 
you open it up for the right person with the right energy radiating out of you. I think this is so magical. So I'm just going to ask a little bit into first getting into the dating world after you've done all this lovely work. It can still be a little scary. You know, you're, you're putting your best foot forward. You've done all this work. You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then, you know, maybe something happens and it could scare someone off. Like, oh no, maybe I wasn't ready. How do you um, work with people to handle that so that they can keep at it? Because it is hard with the dating apps and trying to meet people. I mean, it's it feels like a numbers game. I personally don't think it's a numbers game, but that's just my personal opinion. I do think the person that's right for you will show up no matter what. <laughs> um, but, you know, if someone is like, okay, I've done the work and I'm ready to get back out there, but maybe they have like a little hiccup, what what would you advise them to do? Well, the simple answer would be keep trying because if we all just quit, uh, you know, with the first and the second hiccup, you know, uh, it would be really tough world out there. So going out, uh, back out and to keep doing it, it actually, it's a bit of different when it comes to women and men. For men, for instance, I can share that at least from my coaching experience uh, and my own dating experience, uh, as a matter of fact, it's uh, men, uh, one of the biggest challenges for them is to overcome that rejection, you know, to, to come up to a woman, uh, that they happen to like from the distance. And most of the times guys don't do that. And, uh, majority of them don't do it. And then I always explain, like, listen, the pain of the rejection is much less in comparison to the pain of regret. You're going to be going home thinking, oh, my God, I should have said something to her. I should have said hi. I should have at least smiled. What if what if she was the one? She could have been the one, right? But that fear and anxiety over the rejection is can be extremely overpowering. So what I do with men, for instance, in this case is I call it building social muscles. And they have tasks throughout the week between the sessions, for instance. They have a task to get rejected at least three, four times. I love this. That's I know when I say that they go, what? No, I think this is <laughs> great. Listen, listen, listen me out. So because as soon as you do that, once I deconstruct and explain, you take the power away from that fear. Fear is an extremely, extremely intense emotion, okay? And if we operate from the place of fear, uh, we're given it the power. However, if you're seeking out any person to talk to to get rejected, you automatically remove that fear because your goal is different now. And another aspect of it is you detach from the outcome. I have on my website, I have an ebook, uh, the free ebook that people download quite often, guys download quite often, and it's about overcoming this fear of rejection. So building your social muscles mean, means you talk to everybody, whether it's just a high, you talk to the person at the register in the grocery store, you talk to the mailman, you talk to the somebody, to somebody who stands in your in line in coffee shop and you're buying coffee, right? And as you build up the social confidence, when the right person comes about and you like her, and I know you get this feeling inside of your stomach, it's like, ooh, should I, should I not? But because you have those built up social confidence and social muscles, you go in and you do it. And because you've gotten rejected on a regular basis and you survived, the world is still spinning, right? You didn't <laughs> die. So you're like, okay, I'm going in. I'm doing it. 
So there's ah. plenty of techniques. They're actually not complicated at all. The goal and the key is the consistency and, of course, to keep doing it. Oh, I think that's brilliant. I think that's so usable for so many different things too. It's just keep doing it, you know? Um, I love this. Let me have you say one last bit of advice that you think everybody needs to hear about dating right now that is just something important to you that they should know. Ah, Something very, very important that I would love to relate to everybody is don't give up on love. There are so many messages when I read social media and I read the comments of people commenting on something related to love and relationship. The majority of them uh, state that, oh, I would rather just be single. I don't want drama. It's too hard. It's whatever it is. Uh, I don't understand how to do it. Whatever the reason is, people simply start giving up, right? And it's heartbreaking because there are people, we have 8 billion, 8 billion people in this world right now, okay? There's plenty out there to date, but you need the tools and you need the support and the confidence to go in and to do it, and it's doable and it's possible, okay? So not giving up on love is something... Uh, extremely extremely important because as you get older maybe when you're in your 20s and your 30s and you go out with friends and it doesn't feel too bad you're occupied but when you start hitting 40s and 50s and 60s that's a different story it gets mm. very lonely and it gets harder with years it does so, people get stuck in their ways <laughs> yes yes it, it gets even harder as we get older but understanding that Dating skills, essentially like any skills, like you can make it work to your benefit. Online dating can work for you. Social life, you need to set it up the way that it actually serves your love life. And as you said, you don't think it's numbers game. I don't think dating is a game, but it is in the sense a numbers games. And what I mean by that is, yes, there is a huge hope and possibility that the right person will just come about, come around. However, you can help the fate and you can put yourself on that path of luck where there's going to be just simply more opportunities for you to meet the right person. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, when I think about the numbers game, I think about the, oh, I'll go on 10 dates a week this week. And that's just exhausts me even thinking about that, but putting yourself in the right situations socially or even online to meet people and just be like, I really love the idea that you just said of like doing your social life in a way that you would want to meet someone like you both paddleboard, like that's a thing. And that's how you met. And that's great. Cause now instant hobby together. So finding like-minded people already naturally in the world is, is great. And it's shared experience is something that really allows to build a bond and to create a connection. So that's wonderful. However, uh, I do push people to get out of the comfort zone. And I tell guys that you probably going to have to take some yoga classes. And some classes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say and that. Like, oh, God, no. I'm like, let's do the math. When you go to some board game and there is 15 guys and three girls, mm-hmm. what are your chances? When you go to dance class, doesn't matter how well you dance. Yeah. There's three girls and two guys. Yeah. Ah. 
And I, I take dance classes every week, three times per week. Oh and we have two guys and we have 45 girls. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I know the numbers. <laughs> and uh, this is what I mean by uh, setting up your social lives that it serves your love life. It should be the priority. Unfortunately, I think in society it is set up kind of that men prioritize the career and work over love life and it's amazing but then um when they're in their 40s and 50s they've got the career but um love life has been kind of neglected yeah and it happens a lot so it's it's hard to kind of start from scratch in your you know 40s of like okay let's learn how to date now so oh i think there's just so much gold in this conversation Um, Tell people how they can find you. You can also find all of her links in the show notes. But just if you're listening on your run or your walk or in the car right now, um, tell people how they can find you. So I have a website and I think it's pretty easy to remember. My website uh, is lovedandfulfilled.com. And I, I love the domain name just because I feel that every single person deserves to be loved, deserves to be fulfilled, and it is attainable. It is totally possible. So lovedandfulfilled.com is my website, and that's where you can connect. I also offer a free one-hour consultation for anybody who is potentially interested in um, to figure out what the coaching is all about and how it can benefit their life. Because we need to invest effort, money, and time into something so crucial as finding love. Love is not going to just fall into your lap. So maybe investing less into how shiny your car is, but a little bit more into how <laughs> shiny your soul is, uh, could be, you know, uh, could be a game changer. Thank you so much for being on. This was such a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there.